It's Divas That Care Radio. Stories, strategies, and ideas to inspire positive change. Welcome to Divas That Care, a network of women committed to making our world a better place for everyone. This is a global movement for women, by women, engaged in a collaborative effort to create a better world for future generations. To find out more about the movement, visit divasthatcare.com after the show. Right now, though, stay tuned for another jolt of inspiration. Hello to all. Welcome to Divas the Care Network. I am Joyce Banning, and I will be your host for this absolutely invigorating, robust lifestyle show. I want to thank each one of our listeners that have tuned in live today and the ones listening to the recording on the podcast. I am just so very grateful and thankful for each and every one of you. And you are all in for a very special, invigorating show today, as I have with me my amazing returning monthly diva, Kate Nelligan. And her and I are going to chat about horse listening. Oh my, is this going to be one fantastic show. Kate, could you please introduce yourself to our listeners today? Sure. I consider myself an intuitive catalyst, and then I partner with horses and goats for uh, coaching, essentially, and experiences, uh, team building, leadership trainings. Uh, I'm based outside of Boulder, Colorado, but I travel to different places as well and also do animal communication. And thanks for having me. Oh, you are so welcome. Thanks for being on my show. I am so excited as we chat today about horse listening. You partner with horses all the time in everything that you're doing with your coaching. What? How would you like to open up today about horse listening? You are very experienced in it, Kate. <laughs> And you are too. And there's a differential I love to make where a lot of people say, oh, you're a true horse whisperer or they, you know, that whole thing was a title because of that famous movie and book. And I really like to think of it as, you know, I love the idea of whispering because we don't necessarily need to shout, but um, I don't really need to tell too much to the horses, but they have quite a bit that they can uh, share with us. And Mm -hmm. there's a lot of different ways to listen to them. And I feel like what I notice a lot of is that people want a better bond with horses. They want They want a better bond with their own horses or they want, even when they come in for a coaching and they've never been around a horse before or they haven't been around a horse in a long time, they still want to connect with that horse. And so one of the things I always suggest for people to do is to just pause, breathe, open up, um, drop into their heart, and then open up to their intuitive knowing. And we all have different ways we receive our intuition and to really see if, if the horse has something that the horse wants to share with them. So I work with my two mares when I'm here in Colorado and then when I travel other people's horses. So, excuse me. But people love to um, to learn from the horses and listen directly to them. And I think that just really grows the bond. I know you've seen that with your horses too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh. oh, yes, definitely. And I love how you said drop into your heart. Because that is something that my mayor just told me this morning because I was telling her that we were going to do a horse listening. And I said, what would you like to contribute or what would you like me to say for you? And she said, listen with your heart. And I'm like, oh, my goodness. And you just said that drop into your heart. (laughs) 
So it was, it just correlates all together. She knew. And I, that was just so beautiful and fitting how just listening to them as, and being in your heart space rather than that busy mind space that we are into so much of our lives and just going into that heart space and listening to them. So I just wanted to share that with you because it just was so fitting to what you said. Mm, Yeah, I love it. I mean, that there's so much in heart math that studies what happens Mm -hmm. in that heart space and the coherence and intelligence. And um, for the Divas That Care Network, my mom and I did a podcast called Heart Intelligence. And the horses really do want us in that space. It's where they live most of their time. You know, their hearts are five times the size of ours. (laughs) They have an electromagnetic field bigger than ours because of that. So they can communicate really well through that. I feel like that's how they read us as well. Like they... Are know they know where our tension is and our constriction. They know where our challenges are, where our stuck emotions are, because they're using heart intelligence to really tap into that. So they're listening to us a lot, and they're listening to everything, not just our words, but our body language, our energy. Uh, I think they're listening to our emotions. Um, I think they're really in tune because they have four feet on the ground present at all times living on the earth, you know, 24 seven, whereas we're in a lot of, you know, man-made type can, you know, places, spaces and devices. So they have just a different intelligence that um, we actually can learn from. We can learn to listen with our heart to anyone that's actually heart centered. Listening is the second uh, skill that my master's program at the University of Santa Monica Spiritual Psychology teaches. They literally teach us how to go into our hearts and, and listen from that place. So there's a lot of, of um, I think when people start to listen, we are used to doing it with our ears, <laughs> and then that's connected <laughs> to our head, and we can overthink, um, especially I call it the curse of intelligence. Most of my clients have the curse of intelligence, <laughs> um, which is that, you know, it's a blessing and a curse. They can do a lot. They're creative. They think a lot. And sometimes, you know, thinking can get us into trouble. So when we listen with our, our regular ears and our brain, we are going to potentially question, did I hear that? Did I not hear that? Was that true? And I found in interspecies listening and even, um, you know, listening with humans, listening to ourselves, listening to the divine, we really have to do it, you know, for um, even if people are listening to the other side, you know, through mediumship, we really have to do it through that space of the heart because then it's, mm-hmm. the messages don't, they come through correctly, right? They, they're more, I feel like we can trust them more when we listen from that space. And when we're not attached, that's the other thing with listening is we can't be attached to hearing a specific thing or getting it right or needing a lot of information when we listen. We just have to listen just to listen. And horses, as you and I know, are very direct. They'll often say mm-hmm. something in just one line, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> they're not verbose. Oh, how true that is. They, They... If you listen to them, they tell you in so many ways of of exactly and very direct. They don't uh, jump around like as humans try to do to soften things. They just they just say it. It's like okay, but I love that. And what talking about the heart being heart centered listening and it just my old older horse J C. 
he's such a wise old soul, and he said his contribution was live from the heart. And I'm like, mm. oh, wow. It, how true that is. Just live from the heart rather than our ego minds that want to get in the way of what our hearts are trying to tell us to do. So just listening from the heart and living from the heart is so critical. And like you said, with challenges, yeah, we all have challenges. Our horses are always there to listen to those challenges and to to be there, to let the tears flow if we need to through those challenges. And they're there to guide us. They always hold space for us is one thing that they always have told me. We hold space for you. Mm, Yeah, they do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I recently wrote, or just yesterday, this, like, homage to healers, and it just poured out of me, and it was that, like, that energetic embrace of them holding space and letting us be in that space. And I, I wrote it based on, like, what human healers and horses do as healers, but there is so much in just being able to listen to someone. I feel like that is a lost art form and skill, um, and horses <laughs> can kind of teach us to do that. And especially, you know, so much of, horsemanship right over the years has been about reading body language and the one piece that I find in the body language that is that is really powerful that to me is actually connected to the heart is reading their eyes because Mm -hmm. like just this morning you know the flies are really bad and I'm like to one of my girls do you want a fly mask eyes bright walk you know walks up to me obviously that's a a, yeah you know a walk up is a body language but her eyes are bright Mm -hmm. and she looks at me and I go to grab it, and I see the lick and chew, right? That's reading body language. Um, my other mare, you know, all I have to do is look in her eyes, and she she almost, like, closes them down. Like, she just shuts she shuts it down. And then she'll walk away, and that's the ne- next piece of the body language. Like, I don't want my fly mask. And it's hard because I feel like she would enjoy, you know, grazing more with a fly mask on. But... I have, you know, I, I, she's like, it's my body. And I'm like, yeah, and we have to listen to that. And I think so much of the time, you know, there's so much human agenda when it comes to horses that I've seen. And it's so easy to get caught in that, you know, because we're their caretakers and, you know, we want to ride and we want to do things with them, but we really need to listen as a way to honor them, to really honor horses. And, and, you know, I found that, like, at first, my girls did not want the gross chemical fly spray. I didn't want it either. But then I'm like, okay, let's have a conversation. Let me, they're like, we don't like chemicals. I'm like, I don't either. And then I'm like, they don't like being bit. And we've tried five other things. <laughs> so <laughs> it becomes something where then they're like, okay, and now they stand perfectly still. Again, there's a body language, but they it it I listened to them first and then we had a conversation and we created a compromise and then they understand like it is I've done my best right <laughs> so I I definitely um I think there's a lot in the eyes as a portal to the soul as like the next piece after being in the heart right that's my sense you can get a lot of oh. yes or no just from the eyes right oh yes the eyes talk to you I can look in my horse's eyes and it's just like you can see so much through their eyes and there I agree with you that's another way to carry on a conversation with them and realize what they want and what they're thinking because I mean brings to instance this winter I asked my mare if she wanted a blanket on well she wanted to see it so I brought it out there 
And immediately as I started to put it up to her, her eyes went like big, like, I don't want that thing anywhere near me. So it was her eyes that were telling me, nope, don't need that. So I walked away with it and she was fine. And her eyes came back down to normal size and soft. And it was like, the eyes just tell all. I've always felt that. You can even tell if something is bothering him. When my gilding hurt his back, his eyes were like, he was hurting. He needed some help. Their eyes, the eyes are to their heart. I mean, it, they t- they tell so much. I, I've always felt that way. Looking into their eyes is just like looking into their soul. <laughs> it's so true. I recently took a class with this woman who talks about clarity, and she talks about the physiological responses when you feel clarity. And it's so interesting because eyes, bright eyes, is like you know one of the pieces when you really have. She calls it lights on. Her name's Kathy Hawk, and she talks about it as lights on, like you have, and you're lit up from the inside, and you really can tell. Like you can almost see the light of someone through their eyes, and especially through the horses too. You know, and the the third piece that I feel like the horses really want, and this one's hard, <laughs> and it was for me, but, you know, those of us that have horses and um, are riding or at least, you know, doing a lot with them on groundwork, potentially up to showing. I have a lot of animal community clients that like to show. And um, part of what they the horses will always say is, you know, it's okay if you have a human trainer. It's just are you listening to us, right? Because we'll tell you how to ride in a way that's Mm going to work for, you know, the horse and you. And, like, what's best for the horse is going to be best usually for the human as well. So, you know, a a trainer, a skilled trainer can see things, you know, that your body is doing, that your breath is doing, that can read your energies, right? I, I recently went... Um, and saw Nishan Cook, and I thought, you know, he reads energy so well um, in a rider and a horse and really is shifting a lot through specific things. And I also had just kind of a light bulb moment where I was like, but are we really asking the horse how to be ridden, right? Like, are we going to that place? Um, because my, my desire when I was younger was to be, like, a liberty expert. I wanted to learn liberty and be so great at it. And those were all the people that were inspiring me is just this wonderful play with horses on the ground, no tack, right? And um, I went to a famous liberty trainer, and I was there. And my horse, literally, I felt like she, she – I could feel her after the lunch break. She's like, you need to come back to the barn right now. And I thought something was wrong, so I just up and left. <laughs> And then she's like, you're to learn from me. And we're going to teach, I'm going to teach you how to be with horses through a place of joy, through a place of connection that's very different from agenda or formula. And the thing with trainers and humans is that we're taught how to be linear, right? Do this, then that, then this. And people need to know a formula. And often people give their power away to other people because they know more, right? And I see this a lot in the training space with the, the, horsemanship trainers is people are like, oh, this is the latest and greatest person and I need to follow it and do everything they say. And I really think the horses would say, wait a minute, we're we're the ones <laughs> you're trying to build the relationship. We're the ones you're riding. We're the ones you're connecting with or playing with on the ground and doing liberty with. Why wouldn't you just ask us how to mm-hmm. ride <laughs> and what to do? 
So, you know, and it's not, horses don't live in linear worlds, right? Like they, they live in that present moment and they teach that. And I think the more we can stay in the present moment, which is hard for humans, you know, we actually are better in our horsemanship or horsewomanship with them. Um, so that that's another piece is like why we listen to the horses because we've been listening to other humans for a long time, Joyce, right? And now it's like yes. where is the movement to go back and listen to the horses, you know? Oh, oh, how true because I love how you said no agenda because that's what my horses have said. Come with no agenda when you come to us. And it's like, yes, because they will show you. They will definitely show you. My mare always says, just trust. Just trust me. I said, I will take care of you. And it's like, yes. <laughs> and it's just so, such a beautiful relationship. And you just, co- you dance with them when you do that. When you just come into their their realm and live in that present moment and come with your heart and not the agenda that's in your mind that we have been told by others this is what you have to do and you have to do it this way and that way. I mean, if you just kind of drop that agenda and just go and be with them in the present moment, you will be amazed at how the magic starts to happen between the two of you. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And that's the thing. It's like, it's really hard for another human to tell you to trust your horse. But if your horse mm-hmm. tells you, you can trust me, it's a whole different thing, right? Like, it'd be like me being like, oh, you should just trust your partner. Well, you're not in that relationship, right? Like, And mm-hmm. so I know about what's happened and all that. But if the partner is really showing and saying, okay, you can trust me and this is why and this is, there's a whole element of, co-creation that can happen a in the present moment and b when we really listen to the horses because they can help us to grow the thing we need to grow and they often know what we need when we're not even aware of what it is that we need right and so like what i do my best of is scanning energy when i'm with my horses like i'm scanning for is selita ungrounded because as a thoroughbred she can get ungrounded and then i'm like I know that the level of danger, so to speak, being around her has gone up. And so I immediately work on grounding her. And I have techniques to do that and then grounding myself because I want to be safe. I want to feel safe around her and I want her to be safe, right? So that's I scan for that. I scan for, you know, Phoenix can hold on to anger at times. And then I'm just like, is she, is it going to burst today? Or is she, you know, can we get her into this place of feeling really peaceful and enough? And so I'm listening to like, what does she need? And then they're listening to me and what I need. So there are days when they're like, Kate, go play with the goats. Like you, you don't need us right now. You need the goats. Or times when they'll be like, come in and meditate. And I'm like, like, there's an invitation for something. And so, you know, I do believe that a lot of the listening can happen at any moment just through an intention. My intention is to listen with the wisdom of my heart more to my horses and see what happens, right? There's journaling that can be done where you can start to actually like feel like you're still doing while you're being if you need <laughs> that for your brain. Um and there's obviously meditation, but 
there's quite a bit of information that I think horses really want to share if we slow down and we get present and we're willing to listen and, and we're willing to get it wrong because I don't think there's a right or wrong, whereas trainers will tell you there's a right or wrong, some of them, right, mm-hmm. and or mm-hmm. that they, you need to follow it their way. Or they might even think that all horses are the same or that you can apply the same method to all horses. And every horse is an individual. Every day is a different day. They are sentient beings, so they move through emotion, as do we. And the other thing to remember is they're evolving. Like, they're not the same horse or same being that they've been throughout history. They are evolving because we they're sentient beings. All of life on Earth is evolving, right? Or some of it's devolving. <laughs> but, you know, I do think that they're evolving. So they're learning. I think they're learning how to share their opinions and thoughts through this, like, mental telepathy or their audience base more. I think they're getting better at it. Um, because I think they want to communicate more with humans. They want humans to communicate more with them. So I think they're doing a great job of actually coming onto a channel where we they can broadcast more loudly. I know some of them are better than at that than others. Um, so I think they're evolving too. So we have to just, as you said, that magic is created when, A, we believe in it, we set an intention for it, and we realize, like, the horse is who we really need to listen to, not not really another trainer, right? And if your horse is saying something and your trainer is saying the opposite, it takes a brave individual to stand up to a trainer. But I've done it, and I know that people mm-hmm. can do it. Yes. Oh, oh, I so because, like you said, trainers will say there's a right way and a wrong way, and you do that way with your horses, whosoever horse it is. And like you said, every horse is different. They're all individuals. It's just like humans. We're all individuals. We don't all do things the exact same way like everyone else. And the horses are the same. Handling them, doing things with them. I have three of them. And every single one is so much different. And I connect and do things different with them. And it's just it's just amazing. And I so agree with you that every horse is truly evolving. And they evolve in different ways too. I, all three of mine, I'm sure, are evolving in different ways just by their own personalities and the way they handle situations and the way they communicate. It's just, it's just a magical time with each one of them when you can stop and enjoy the beauty that each one of them brings into your world. It is, it's incredible. Yeah, it is. It's so well said. And there's just a huge opportunity, I think, to, like, realize that they're there for this listening and they want it. And it will grow the bond in the relationship. It can take some time, but it's free. It's freer than freer. It's freer than a trainer, right? It costs less than a trainer. And I'm not hating on trainers. I've been to dozens and dozens of trainers, you know? And I, I've found helpful information from all of them. And I would go back to more, but I will always take what they tell me and run it by my horse and go, do you like this? Does this fit for you? Would you do it differently? Like, And then I get their impact, their input and their feedback. But, you know, sometimes I find people make excuses. Well, I don't have time. Well, that's fine. But then you're going to have the level of relationship with your horse that you've put in the investment on, right? Like mm-hmm. we have to put 
money into a bank account for it to grow, you know, and not just think about it, right? We have to actually put time into our horses for that relationship to grow. And the other is people who don't have doubt or they're like, well, I don't know if I can listen, Kate. Like, it sounds nice. You can do it. You're special. I'm not special. (laughs) I know that we can all hear them. It's just have we spent enough time practicing that present moment awareness, working with energy rather than just brain thought, right, and knowledge and science. Like, can we start to expand our awareness? Because when we do that, there's a lot there. And there are days where it's hard for me, and there are days when it's going to be hard for people, and that's okay, and you just can restart the next day. You know, and there are times when, like, Salida, I hear her easier than Phoenix, and she comes and tells me something for Phoenix, <laughs> you know? So mm-hmm. it's, like, it's, it's like just letting it flow and not needing it to be a certain way, you know? It can be really fun. I just find, like, growing our listening skills to be fun. And then it really, like, I'll never forget one of my close friends once, like, when I was really practicing this skill during my master's program, she's like, I've never had a conversation like this in my entire life. And I'm like, what do you mean? She's like, I've never felt this heard or seen or loved. And I'm like, oh, and I was like, Mm -hmm. so grateful that I was able to give that to her just from practicing listening. Right. And so, you know, it inspires people to be better listeners. You know what I mean? Like there's, it's, the practice with the horses and then bring it to humans, <laughs> you know? Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Oh, and all of that was so well said. And like with the trainers, take take what they give you and then critique it for your horse when you ask them and just make it so it works for the two of you together. Yes, they give golden nuggets, but it just critique it for you and your horse. And I love the time because the horses want that time with you too. I mean, I know a lot of people are pressed for time. But what I feel is when you have those moments with them, be there with them. Make that time count and be present with them. So I I love just let it flow and you'll be amazed what it can do. Completely. I find that it's a skill we can grow. And really, I would always encourage people to start with intention. My intention is to listen mm-hmm to be humbled, to get out of the way and let spirit do the work, to like get my ego out of the way and to just stay open. And and then literally you can put your hand on your heart to access it or you can breathe in and out of your heart like it has a mouth. And then, you know, stay as present as possible and just be kind to yourself as you go through the practice of listening. But start with the heart, start with intention, start with the eyes. Those are some of your key pieces. And also know that you know. Like, we just, I just had a border, and she was, like, saying stuff all the time that the horses are saying. And I'm like, you know. You know what they're saying. She's like, I know. Mm-hmm. I need to give myself more credit. So sometimes <laughs> it's just give ourselves more credit that you actually are listening, right? Um, right. So world changes in the future as we just start to stop thinking of uh, it in the speciesism lens that humans are the only ones that can teach us right or that humans know more about horses than horses now that's just not true (laughs) let the horses be let the horses be the teachers is what i love (laughs) so well kate as i knew this would go so quickly you and i could chat for hours about all this on horse listening because there's so much to it and we just talk 
touched on just a few of the golden nuggets to help our listeners with today. So before we close, Kate, would you please share with our listeners how they can best connect with you? Sure. I'm happy to chat with people about this, even if they have any ideas or stories they want to share, if they want me to work with them and their horses um, or just with themselves. So my website is katenallian.com, and the Facebook group is really fun. It's Awakening with Equines. And then um, I have the Awakening with Equines card deck and certification program for equine coaches as well. And then I'm on all the social media, and I, you can find me, Kate Nelligan, equine coach. So thanks for having me, Joyce. I always love talking to you, too. It does go so fast. <laughs> oh, it does. Oh, you are so welcome. And thank you for being my guest on Robust Lifestyle. And I just want to wish you and your horse partners and your goat partners an absolutely magical day for the rest of your day, Kate. Thank you. Same to you. Oh, thank you so much. And I would like to thank all of our listeners for listening to this absolutely amazing show with our incredible diva, Kate Milligan. Please share this show with your family and friends. Check out all the other hosts and their shows on divasatcare.com. And just remember a few of the golden nuggets that Kate shared with us to just drop into your heart space and listen with your heart. Let that heart-centered listening take over and your heart and look at their horse's eyes and just feel the love that comes from them and what they're trying to tell you. And just go with these intentions and the magic will begin to happen between you and your horse. So I want to wish all of you a magical day. Remember, be kind to all, including all the animals. And give your animals a great big extra hug and share your love with them. Until we connect again on Robust Lifestyles, stay strong and healthy. Thanks for listening. This show was brought to you by Divas That Care. Connect with us on Facebook, on Instagram, and of course on divasthatcare.com where you can subscribe to our newsletter so you don't miss a thing.